With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is. And if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram and Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. All right. Brew some coffee. Pour a cup. It's time for some more coffee talk. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And this is episode 100. Bashmania. Wow. Big time. 100. Triple digits now. I'm super happy that I'm part of it. I'm grateful just to be here, really. Yeah, <laughs> I want initially, I'm thinking super show, 10 guests, five guests, whatever. I'm like, you know what? This is just coffee talk. There has been so Let's much. Let's just keep it simple, on. man. Right. The last yeah. two weeks has been wild, which is why there was no episode last week. I guess we'll start there. Um, PRTC people reached out to me and said, mm-hmm. hey, on Wednesday, they said, hey, will you come and commentate? or help commentate Friday night. And I'm like, I'm not a commentator. Well, you ask questions all the time. I'm like, let me think about it. And this guy, Kevin, is the one who reached out to me. Then Slay reached out to me, and it was like a domino effect. And I'm like, okay, Chendol's wrestling, Mark Hall's wrestling. It's only, it's a five-hour drive. It's not bad. I'll come down. That was just an absolute. And so I, I was anticipating maybe getting an episode out that weekend. I traveled all day saturday it was just i know you were in philly for a couple days it was wild no no i i left immediately after oh did you (laughs) oh oh, yeah (laughs) which yeah yeah, i was i was looking for you before the event i always hate talking to wrestlers like before matches i hate it like i try to i actually was coming back from the bathroom and i saw you talking to someone over like by the snack bar Okay. And by the time I got back over there, yeah, you were I was gone. gone. Yeah. And I wasn't like I I I like to stay completely out of the way when people are wrestling. 
mm-hmm. and then after I didn't see you. But yeah, that yeah, was. Nah. <laughs> it would have been nice if we could have had a little chat afterwards. But I know. Wasn't in the car. Well, it was. That. It was also awkward timing wise because I feel like if it and it's a prime time wrestling event, I get it. But if it would have been like during the day, we could have yeah. went to dinner or something. Like yeah, the event sure. ended at ten thirty, so it's kind of like, all right. But yeah, I got back home at like three. I like was. Oh, you drove straight home. Yeah. Thompson drove. I didn't drive. Okay. I knew you were up late. You texted me at like one and I had passed out at like 1230. But yeah, Yeah. that that was an interesting event. I they I think want me back for the next one. I'm not a fan of those kind of interviews like post-match because you have you have six minutes, give or take if there's a tech less to prepare sets of questions for both athletes that aren't. How are you feeling? How did you do that move? Did you start any with, um, hey, you got time? (laughs) (laughs) Got some time? No, I was overthinking it. I was like, like, let's say Mitch Feinsilver. He's wrestling. I'm thinking about questions about the fact that he's not competing in the U.S. Olympic trials. He's competing for Israel. So what's coming up next for him? for his fans to follow him like that. Like I'm trying to think of like a, the next level, right? By far the funniest interview though, was um, Evan Henderson. I, I heard it was good. I didn't see it though. <laughs> he just wanted to keep on talking. And I'm like, I'm not interrupting him. This is great. Like mm-hmm. I was asking him how his, he's staying in good shape through quarantine and COVID. And he started telling this whole story about chopping wood and <laughs> chopping trees down. I'm like, Oh, he might have to come on coffee talk soon. Like this is cool. Oh, I would, I would love to have Hendo on the show at some point. Yeah. I've just, I was talking to him there too. Uh, funny story. So I used to never, he was, I don't know, probably like a freshman, sophomore in college. And one of my buddies wrestled out in Kiski, which is where, Evan Henderson and his brother went to school. So okay. over the summer, I'd go like work out with them occasionally. And I remember one time, like that, you know, Evan was a good wrestler and I was in high school. He beat me up pretty good. And I remember one practice we were wrestling and I had a really nice, like, super duck on him. Just ducked him <laughs> from the open. And we were talking about it at the event too. And then he just beat the crap out of me for like a good bit <laughs> after that. Just let me have it. <laughs> And, it's um, funny how much wrestlers remember certain things like that. Like, remember that time? Yeah, you no, that Super Duck. <laughs> yeah, it was like I remember the exact day and everything, and I remember. And that, that was after- what, like, I remember the aftermath a lot. Eight years ago, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably like six to eight. Yeah, eight years ago. Yeah, like that. that that was wild. It, it was a good event, I think. The way they put it on, um, I haven't watched it. I know you didn't like the outcome of the event. <laughs> But the yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever will. Uh, I'll probably never watch that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't like watching myself. And if I've seen something, the only exception I ever make to watching a live event that I was at is usually NCAA's. I love watching those after semis and finals the next day. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of watching myself get my ass kicked, so I'm gonna stay away from that one for a little bit. <laughs> will you watch uh, yourself if you win? No, I don't really watch those either. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah, yeah it's just it's, let's move on. But. <laughs> yeah. So I might do the next one. We'll see. It's going to be the end of I think February, you allegedly. Think you it's just so much. It's like so much work. Like the event yeah. was Friday. We had to drive down early Friday morning, drive back Saturday morning. It was five hour drive each way the whole day. I'm just kind of like going through all the competitors trying to think of stuff it's like preparing for 10 mini podcast episodes 
Yeah. And so it's a lot of work. And like, you don't know who's going to win the match either. Correct. So <laughs> you got to, pre- you got to prep for both guys. Right. Afterwards and all that. And I feel yeah. like so many of the matches, or at least like maybe half of them, I like, I'm not only rooting for people like you and Mark, but I'm also rooting for people that I think might be better questions. Like if it's a PRTC mm-hmm. guy, I want a PRTC guys to win because it's a PRTC event and you can talk about what it means to compete, all that stuff. And then you got to be prepared. Like I was talking to Joey about it because Joey's co- commentating and yeah. he's like, if a PRTC guy loses, he's kind of like frozen or if he wins, he's all excited. So it's like, Let's say you or Mark Hall match doesn't go the way you guys or I wanted to. And now I got to interview the other guy. <laughs> and right. it's like Nate Jackson's a great guy. McFadden's a great kid. Absolutely, but it's like yeah. I'm thinking in my head, like, I didn't necessarily want you to win here. Right. Now let me ask you questions. <laughs> oh man. No, and I hats off to both those guys. They both wrestled very well, I think. That event. Um I actually warmed up with Nate too. I never really wrestled around with him he he is some good stuff man he uh he's a goer too yeah that match definitely surprised me i mean you and you and mcfadden i think when i was watching you guys wrestle wrestling he was he looked so much bigger i don't know what the weights were but i feel like with mark and nate i was just like i was stunned like nate's a great competitor we keep saying it on this podcast how good Mm -hmm. he is i just didn't expect that yeah, I mean he he's just he just keeps proving it too. Like every time he goes out, yeah, like he's exciting to watch. Um, he has some really cool, interesting leg attacks. His knee drive, I like just you know whenever he's getting in on shots, if they stuff him on the first one, he just keeps knee pounding. I think that makes him really good too. Um, yeah, man, he's gonna be a problem. Yeah, and he said after I'd asked him. I can't remember what exactly I asked him, but he was talking about how he's never had that kind of big win where he gets the win in like the very end of the match, last 20 seconds, last 30 seconds. Yeah. So I think when you can start doing that, you're really elevating your craft even more. The Olympic trials is going to be just, or the last chance at 86 is going to be nuts with him, Gabe. I've heard uh, Joey was telling me that if NCAAs for some reason gets canceled, that it's going to be top three at last chance to. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that too. That makes sense. Just with that extra spot from nationals, you'll have a lot more college guys going. Yeah. So on the senior level, next up, NLWC card was announced. First match, um, Nolf and Dake are wrestling. Yeah. I know some of the other matches, but they're not announced. So we'll just talk about Nolf, Dake. Right. I've heard from everybody who is either going to be on this card or who's around this event, that this is going to be just a stupid event. Yeah. It's going to be stupid. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited. Obviously, you know, I can't wait to get back in there and, you know, compete again. Um, wasn't super thrilled with my last performance. Hopefully not hopefully, but this one will be at a lower weight, which will be good for me. I made a bonehead decision, decided to start getting my weight down a little too early. I think a little and too early before the little, last yeah, match. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of light, but it is what it is. You know, you got to go compete no matter what. Um, not gonna, you know, use that as an excuse, obviously. But, yeah. But it was also like the first time in a while. Like I can't remember if I asked if I was asking you or somebody about the, the Mark Hall match and, and 
how much of a factor just that when you're not into a rhythm of competing, how much it impacts you. And I was talking to um, Roman the other day about it too, how he's having such an interesting and different time, like trying to train versus not overtrain and trying to always be ready when you don't know when COVID's going to strike in a, like right. on the college scene, you know, Penn state, Michigan's canceled this weekend. Like you, you don't know when you're competing on the senior level, you're getting these opportunities that pop up that you can't prepare for. Like now you're going to start preparing for the NLWC card, the last chance, all these things. But it's like, do you think any of that just was rust? Just you not in that normal routine of competing? Um, yeah, I, I definitely think, um, you know, I, I might've rushed back from my, my knee a little bit also just like not like you know the actual structure of my knee or anything like that was in jeopardy but just like getting into shape I kind of tried to go really hard and get back into shape right away which uh I think that kind of crushed me a little bit but you know you just gotta you figure things out you roll with the punches um you know all, all I know is that for me I'm just gonna stay disciplined stay on my you know stay on my on my shit pretty much and just keep doing what I'm doing and like hopefully you know I will be more you know because I now I have things that are planned now um we have this NLWC event where hopefully we get a couple matches in um and then tournament time starts in March so now I have like a clear schedule of what I'm going to be doing so should be pretty good on a regimented plan for that I'm never a person to talk match specifics, but I'm curious at one thing of yeah, your match. Go ahead. go ahead. After you challenged, won the challenge, and then I think McFadden's corner tried challenging the result of the challenge. Yeah, I don't. And you were saying, like, let's go, like, three, four times. Yeah. Were you just, like, were you frustrated like what was that like i was so curious i'm like man i don't know if chenzo's pissed like i know he's doesn't seem like he's wrestling the way he wants but it was like i heard you like say let's go like three or four times yeah i mean i just wanted to keep going at that point like i didn't i don't want um i mean obviously you know it didn't really work out for me he was you know he was ready to go the whole time yeah um i wanted to put pressure on and just wrestle hard and like i was definitely you know frustrated and not you know wrestling like myself and kind of geeking out in my head a little bit but uh I mean that's all right you know that's why yeah. we do those that's why we do those matches yeah and speaking of senior level and wrestling content and events I want to talk about flow buying track okay I'm all for it I was so I was called a moron yesterday I was told my statement was asinine on Facebook all I said was I, I'm, not on, be good. I'm not on Facebook so I, I, I don't blame you there's yeah. All I said was this could be good for the wrestling community. I think so, too. And I stand by that. And the comments are like, well, Flo's Monopoly now. And yo, have you ever heard of ESPN? Like, I don't understand because that's if Flow has track, that's just one less subscription. That's just right. it's everything's more focused on one site. You don't need to go somewhere else. You don't need to pay more money. I don't understand the issue. Correct. And I think as of late track and flow haven't been competing that much. No, they have track has been focusing. It seems like from the outside on their event management and flow has been stepping up streaming events. Track mm-hmm. isn't put on a single live event. They had the Hawkeye wrestling Hawkeye club one showdown. But, open. 
but <laughs> so weird. But like that was a Hawkeye Wrestling Club event. That wasn't track putting on event like Flo's doing. Right. So it's like from a competition standpoint, I look at everybody on Rockfin as a bigger competitor or even a podcast like this. I don't think we're Flo's competitor. But if you're talking trying to gain listenership and you have 30 podcasts, that's cutting more into people subscribing to you and consuming your content than I think track. That's why I don't understand. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sh- flow wrestling definitely, you know, they're monopoly, like being a monopoly, whatever. But like, I don't, I don't really see a problem with it. Like, who cares? Right. Like, and it's like, if you pay that, like, if you pay for flow, then you didn't have to pay $30 for the Hawkeye showdown open. Then that's just in your subscription, right? Like, right. And that's what I think that you're, I think it's it's more talent, it's more resources into yeah. a company that, you know, look, at, I've got my own beef with certain flow personalities. I like some of them. Some of them annoy the piss out of me. Like, yeah, we, we all do. We all do. But you mm-hmm. you have to separate what flow offers, which is an incredible streaming service with some of the personalities. You don't have yeah. to like somebody's you know, take on something or you don't have to listen to FRL to no, appreciate what flow does and i think this is going to help elevate flow to become even hopefully more mainstream like some of the comments i just they're like well they should get a tv channel or they should well like are you guys suddenly like a business development specialist yeah. like I, I don't understand where you're coming up with these ideas but you know Every, I th- everyone has all these ideas about how to make wrestling media better do it then correct i i think i've been so busy with with building this house and we're like two weeks away from it being done and it's just been nuts. So I haven't been able to engage in some of these conversations as much as I want to, but it's wild. Like if people want to see something, do it. I wanted, I wanted to see a podcast that had more direct feedback from wrestlers and wasn't just the same old stuff, which is why I started a podcast. I saw a girl tweeting yesterday, like, I need a job in wrestling ASAP. I saw that tweet also. And somebody was calling me as I saw it. I wanted to respond, like, what do you want to do? Like, go do it. You know, like, we definitely, I think there's going to be more jobs and things are going to pop up. But you're not, in this day and age, where you can do so many things, nothing stops you from trying to create a job versus looking for one and that's the beauty of like creating content and everything else like yeah i I think it's very cool when you put it that way because you can just create jobs because content and you know with even with the cards and everything now like they're having you go commentate um you know that's that's just more jobs for people uh in wrestling i think right and by the way i like i didn't do that for money or i didn't do that for they offered they said what would it take to get you down here I don't have that. I said, and you said for the love of the game, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think like that opportunity doesn't come up. If that's your goal, let's say to commentate, that doesn't happen without me just doing 99 episodes of a podcast first. Like I kind of, right. you, you got to build your own resume and, and I won't go off on the tangent of it, but everybody's like, they're afraid of doing stuff for free do it for free and show you can do it. And then the opportunities come and I get people need a job. They need to make money, but you can always do something you don't like for the paycheck to buy you the time to do something for free that you can have fun. Like I love doing this podcast and now it's creating more and more opportunities 
I like doing this podcast also. I, By the way, if you want to support this podcast, ooh, look at that. Coffee Talk Tees are in. They're shipping. Your care package should go out Monday. Beautiful. With, with the Coffee Talk mugs. Those are well, that was a disaster getting those. Really? Oh, it's just delays. Everybody like nobody has any accountability anymore. It's just COVID. COVID. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> uh, me and my buddy were talking about that the other day, how you can just make up an excuse for pretty much anything and just say COVID. And yeah. You don't have, and you can don't have to show up for anything. No. COVID. It's COVID. And what, th- what an excuse, man. They were supposed to deliver our fridge to the new house January 26th. COVID. They called my wife two days before and said, COVID, can we come out February 26th? No. One month later? Yeah. What's the answer? COVID. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, we'll All pick right. it up Monday. Don't worry about it. So yeah, we'll just get it done. Yeah, I think flow buying track, acquiring track. I think it's awesome. I'm curious to see how it rolls out. I think if track can continue doubling down on the event management side of it and flow can continue to look at, I, I think flows running into a bit of a bottleneck with their personalities. You either love them or you hate them in many regards. So I think to widen that team, you know, I think they, I think they need more personalities too. different. Yeah. I think they need some different guys. I, I'm not saying they get rid of, you know, the personalities they have. Correct. Agree. But add, add a couple, you know, um, maybe, maybe some more old fashioned type people. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> no, but like I, everybody has their, like, look at Barstool. Look at how yeah. many personalities they have. I only like a handful of them. I like Portnoy. Mm-hmm. I like Big Cat. Um, I like Brandon Walker. Like there's a few of them that I like compared to, um, I don't, I don't like all the barstool guys either. And it's just, that's just kind of how it is for, for media. Um, correct. So I think gonna, the more personalities, the better they're going to have a bunch more employees now with track. I, I think it's a good situation. I really do. Yeah, I do too. So all, all the flow haters, I empathize with some of your reasons, but you got to just pull up your big boy pants. Another thing we were texting about yesterday too, was how many people that are, how many people are actually complaining and carry a track subscription and not a flow subscription. I don't know anybody. Like I don't either. Like if you subscribe to track track subscription, not flow you, right. I, if anybody does tweet at us, let us know dm us but yeah that's i th- I think it's going to be good for the sport i think it's going to create longevity in the sport i think it's going to create more options in the sport i think it's uh i think it's going to be a good thing so a lot going on in the college wrestling scene but yeah. before that real quick because i know you real follow quick. the fight scene more than i do two mm-hmm. or three quick things Number one, Jose can say who got knocked out in like five seconds last night. <laughs> yeah. And he made like a million dollars. Apparently, he got paid 50000 to show, offered 50000 to win, and had a pay-per-view share if they broke the pay-per-view records, which they allegedly shattered, they importantly said. Like, that's yeah, so wild. Yeah, on the top. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're Port- sick, Portnoy tweeted out, like, there will be a morality clause the next time. Like, yeah, he basically chickened out. So that was nuts last night. Also, um, we were talking about Paige. She's in the bare knuckle. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Like, so I hate watching bare knuckle boxing. Um, I don't watch it at all. But you brought it up. And then I was I happened to see the tweet that I sent you where Paige throws a knee. And I'm like, is that allowed? Yeah, no, that, I don't think it, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I don't think you could throw knees in boxing. But 
I don't even know if she won or not. I got to go look into that. But yeah, I don't either. I saw like she was up in like a few fights last night and it was it was getting late. Had a morning workout. So it was it was bedtime. But yeah, I got to look into that. I don't follow mm-hmm. fight nearly much. One fight I am kind of interested in and I'm also not interested in is Jake Paul Ben Askren. I'm I'm a little more interested now than I was before. We talked about I am too. It, it's working. The marketing is, it is working. It is working. I, I hate, I hate it. I hate that I'm invested in it. <laughs> yeah. I hate that I'm probably gonna buy it now. You and know, we have we have uh John Broughton here too, and he because he does the camera work for like scrap life and stuff, and he does yeah. camera and he does filming for Ben Askren also. So like I was like talking to him yesterday and he's all pumped for it. So he was getting me John does awesome work i was watching He's his so good nlwc yeah. video for the mm-hmm. henry the glane yeah if, if you haven't checked that out watch that yeah rockfin.com slash nlwc that was just amazing and once you subscribe to the nlwc's rockfin then you can consume the video version of bash mania and some other yeah, great content. and you can and you can just follow whatever channel you yeah. want yeah. yeah so pretty, John does great. awesome work. You know, I was kind of annoyed at first because it's like Jake Paul wants to be one of the best boxers fighters in the world. Why would you go after a retired guy? Ben Askren's a great fighter, but he's retired and just had hip surgery. That was my initial like, why? Why not go after someone who? Because he, he sounds like an easy target, right? You know, he was a great fighter who didn't really box that much. So it sounds like an easy target. But I look, I whenever I first heard about this, I was like, oh, Logan Paul, I've I've done a 180. I think Askren's going to beat him. Jake Paul. Same person. (laughs) (laughs) One's like a couple years older, right? (laughs) Yeah, Logan's a little older. Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather. No, that's on hold now. COVID. Oh, COVID. COVID. Okay. <laughs> that sounds about right. So if Jake Paul beats Ben Askren, does mm. his stock go up or do you say, nah, well, no. Ben, you got, you got to watch it. So it depends on how it goes. Like I, one thing I've always appreciated about Ben is the amount of content he puts out and, in, and he puts out engaging content. He doesn't automate anything. He sits there with a the camera, whether it's a selfie video, like he puts out a lot of content. Now that he's showing himself training, I'm starting to buy into the fight a little bit because I'm just yeah. like, okay, can Ben train hard enough? And does Ben have enough leftover MMA skill? Because when he got his hip surgeries, like I'm done, I'll never fight again. I think that was right after he got knocked out by Masvidal. And I think he just said, I'm done forever. Now it sounds like he might make a comeback if this goes good or I don't know, but I'm into it now. I, I think yeah, it's kind of silly, but I'm into it. I don't know if he's going to try to make a full comeback or anything, but I'm into it. Let's go. I, <laughs> I want to see Askren mix it up. Yeah, he's, a, no. he's just such a competitor, so. Yeah, he he's definitely from a from a marketing standpoint too for for Jake Paul to try to beat him. If you look at his accolades, if you look at his record, if you look at everything he's done, it makes sense that you'd be able to this is a great setup fight for like a really really good fight after this if Jake wins. If he loses, if if, if, Jake, if, if Jake Paul wins and looks good, right? He, yeah. he can 
you can win, but like if they both look sloppy, then like yeah, like who cares? But like if, yeah, if they if they if he comes out, you know, throwing like crisp punches and stuff like that, then definitely you know that's going to be a huge setup fight for him. I agree. Yeah, for sure. So back to let's talk college wrestling a little bit. It's been such an interesting year. I yeah, I'm having such different. a hard time like following it. Like I'm normally. Like, I love college wrestling. I love it so much. This year has just been so it's it's interesting. It's difficult to follow with all this COVID stuff like Penn State, Michigan postponed for this Sunday. And then next weekend, Penn State has Iowa at home. First duel of the year. Tom Brands has COVID. COVID. So I don't no match COVID. <laughs> COVID. So it, it's just it's so interesting. What is the vibe been like? for you being around the guys like what is their general consensus um you know they're i i think they're just kind of like they they don't really know what's going on so it's like yeah. i feel bad for them because it's like it's kind of difficult to you know be in the right mind state just to compete whenever everything's kind of up in the air you don't know if you're wrestling and they, they on sunday they were supposed to come back home their flight got canceled so then they drove to wisconsin and wrestled wisconsin on tuesday that was awesome. Like, I I thought it was okay. I mean, like, I just love to one. see the just to see like a duel. Like, all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're gonna wrestle Wisconsin Tuesday. Awesome, I'm here for it. Right. I I mean, it was something for me to watch. So it was cool. And the extra matches, you gotta love yeah. the extra matches. Yeah, I think Penn I think Penn State won 15 matches. I think they shut out Wisconsin. Aside yeah. from, aside one from the six. forfeit. Hey. The, Penn State is really, really, really good at coming back from starting in a hole. I will say we've had a lot of comeback victories while I was in college. Would you say Penn State is one of the best teams to win when they're not supposed supposed to win? Um, I don't think we were ever not supposed to win. Yeah, that's true. I think it's more optimism for other teams that like Ohio state, like that duel pops in my head. You know, it's like, I think it's almost more optimism. And then when Penn state wins, like, well, of course they won. They're Penn state. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think last year was the year that we weren't supposed to win and yep. we, we didn't really, you know, we didn't get to play the whole thing out, but this year also they're not supposed to win, but I think they will, if they have their whole team and they wrestle, I think, you know, they're, they're going to win, but who has impressed yeah. you the most? Who's impressed me the most? I mean, Nick Lee is like, he's just such a hammer. Aaron Brooks looked great last weekend, too. Do you know that um, my response would be Jolie? Jo really? He just, every time he's out there, he looks like such a savage. Like, I feel like for some of these, I don't want to say bigger he's names, really but strong. like, the Aaron Brooks, the Carters, you're expecting them to be so dominant. They've been so talked up. They're, there's so much kind of hype around their names. And Joe mm -hmm. Lee is a guy who's under the radar a little bit. Like, it's Nick Lee's brother. But he okay. is just, like, he's establishing a name for himself in a dominant fashion. He he came out ranked seventh in the country or something like that. Like, I don't I don't know how you can overlook that. But I think that's that was probably higher than me whenever I first started my freshman year. So, like... And like obviously, you know, rankings are whatever, but he's beaten, you know, a lot of those guys already, even like last year and just like yep. opens and stuff like that. Um, no, he's tough. He's scrappy. 
He's strong, dude. He, he looks mean. He reminds he me is. of Zane, like that mean, like I'm a nice guy, but on the mat, I'm gonna like Zane's a different level. <laughs> Zane's a different level of of nice off the mat, mean on the mat. Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like that with Zane. His like mean on the mat, nice off the mat. I don't think there's anything there's, equal to that. That's the perfect example, too. Yeah, like, that's the bar. Uh, it it really is the bar. And Any meaner on the mat, it translates off the mat. It just does. Like, or you're just. I, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's like even close. I don't think there is. Uh, Anthony Kassar. He gets pretty mean. And he, but like, he just like, you know how he comes off like real, like, yeah, comes off kind of just like loud and stuff, but he's like the yeah. nicest jersey. Guy <laughs> but he is like the most like nice, like genuine dude. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah I love Anthony. But, um, yeah, man. I, uh, there were some ACC duels last night. I didn't really get Yeah. I, those, so I, we were at the house late. I didn't catch it, but I did see Sam Latona. I think he's like ranked eighth beat Jacob Camacho who's ranked four and Virginia Tech got the upset over NC State like Virginia Tech was eight and I think NC State's three maybe yeah and they got the upset because of that I did, I did see that I mean it's college wrestling that's what's going to happen um did you see though this was you know maybe a week ago or something like that after the NC State UNC match with uh, Hayden Hydley on Twitter. I I did remind me what did it say? I remember so, the tweet. He was like talking it was with it was with Kenny Monday. Um and I think Kenny Monday said something how uh he's like Hayden's a great wrestler, but like he needs to win a title or else he you know he's never gonna be a great wrestler. He's good. It was something along I those, didn't see that it was something up right now. It was something along those lines, but it wasn't like I don't think it was like mean or anything like that, but Hayden's response was awesome. I'm looking. He uh he compared him to Char- he compared him to Charles Barkley. Which oh, here Charles we go. Barkley is an awesome basketball player. No argument player, so. there, but will he win a title? That's the question. Without that, he'll be like Charles Barkley. Even though there's some underlying in that was Kenny Monday. Then Hayden responded. Even though there's some underlying. Yeah, animosity behind this tweet for whatever reason. I respect you as a legend of the sport. However, I'm comfortable with the legacy. I'll leave it and North Carolina State and don't care what anyone has to say. Here's a visual of Charles Barkley last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, I thought he great. was the man for that. I think he do- I think he also does a really good job. That's another guy I think does a great job like on Twitter. Just yeah. like him, um, Trent and like Gwiz fan interaction stuff like that well it's so interesting because we we are in this new era where guys are going to come into college with being able to tweet before during and after a match Mm -hmm. like they because they they grew up like that they did it through high school Mm -hmm. and now you're seeing i love it like when when i see a wrestler like I, i think we sent it to each other when an iowa uh Iowa newspaper, something website, something put out like two out of three of Tony Cassiope's last losses were from Gable Stevenson. Gable quote tweets it tonight. I'm going to give him his fourth. I love that. Yeah. And then Gable has been awesome, too. I want to say his stock's up, but I like how does it go up? Like he's just in a different league right now. Yeah, he really is. And he's been really exciting to follow, too. 
Yeah, he he's into it. He's into the showmanship. He doesn't want to just win. He's into like the running off the mat. He's into like he he's thinking not even just of winning. He's thinking, how do I cause a stir? How do I engage my fans? How can I entertain my fans? How mm-hmm. can I bring more love to wrestling? Like he is really I wish this wasn't his last year because I think he's like a star that we need. I don't know. We might see him for a little little while longer. He says that he'll be done. I hope he's not just because I like watching him wrestle and he's really freaking good. Yeah, you you need those stars. You need those guys that are like just going to come in and, and. And he's a cool cat, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like Abel. We, we like Abel. So what do you think the outcome is going to be of him, Mason Paris? Um, I think Gable will beat him by maybe two takedowns. Okay. Maybe like a five to three, two takedown type match. I think, like, I think Mason Paris is very good too, but I think Gable is great. It, it would be a, a, a big task. Don't get me wrong. But if yeah. Gable went out and won NCAAs, won the trials and won an Olympic gold, his yeah, then you stock for WWE. Then you hang it up. Right, but like the amount of money he would get, like if his plan right now is to go to the WWE after this year, if WWE doesn't try to lock him in right now, like I know it's interesting because he's still in college, but that contract price goes way up if the next five months he becomes an NCAA champ, an Olympic champ. Like he could really do something special and he could use that as big leverage against the WWE when negotiating. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he already is a top WWE prospect. He's big and can do flips, and he has that connection. Oh, without a doubt. Lesnar, too. Yeah, like he's, I think he's primed for that. And a lot of the, a lot of the best pro wrestlers in the world don't care if you love them or hate them as long as they're producing some kind of reaction. They don't care if it's booing or if it's cheering. They just want the reaction. And I think Gable's going to be really, really good at that. I think Gable's going to be the ultimate heel. He can make a whole arena boo him in no time. Because he loves it. He yeah. just finds a way to do it. It is kind of fun. man. It is what it is. Um, when do you think yeah, was the moment you were the biggest heel in your college career? Was there a time when you, like, I, I can't think of the time I had, but, like, when you, I'm trying to think if there was, like, an Iowa duel. Or, what was the time you were, like, the bad guy? Probably, probably at Iowa last year. That had to be right. Did you do anything after the match? You didn't, right? I tried high fiving some fans. <laughs> Iowa fans. Yeah. As I was running back to the tunnel, I put my hand out. I was trying to give high fives. I heard Iowa fans cuss a lot at opposing teams. <laughs> I think I don't. I think I think they like me though. I think that deep down they like me. Yeah, I know a couple Iowa fans, and I know that it's like you you can't not you can't not like Chenzo. You just can't like you don't do anything, even if prefer if they didn't. But (laughs) But even it's like even if Penn State fans like didn't like I didn't really care for Marinelli because of the rivalry. But now, like having a conversation with him, like he's a super cool dude. Like I can wrestle. He's his wrestling is very respectable, too, just because he wrestles hard. Um, But I can understand that from your perspective, just. No, yeah, I, I think I've said it many times. The number of times that like I'm surprised, like the Pletcher story, you know, like Ohio State, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like the number of time I'm seeing wrestlers 
um, train with each other and have these friendships based on where they're from or what they want to do. Like Roman and I don't know if him, him and Sebastian Rivera like recently started that friendship, but then when they were training together last year for a couple weeks, like, yeah, I don't like, I I'm all for training with other people and stuff, but like after a guy beats me in you know, big 10 finals, I'm not going to like hit him up and like, go be buddies with him. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's I don't have like, the humility like, to do it. I, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not going to like, dm alex marinelli and be like let's train dude like i don't think he wants i don't want that and i don't think he wants that either so like yeah well you guys are still like in i don't know i don't maybe if i guess roman and sebastian aren't going to be in the same weight but i don't know how much of a difference that makes like you and marinelli you and imr like these rivalries are still going to take place like they could still be 74 kilo matches they will the trials, be, yeah. you know, yeah. whereas I don't know Roman and Seabass, but I get what you're saying. Like wrestling someone who just beats you. Like, I don't have the humility for it, I, but no, I it's hard to do that. Like be buddies with someone after that and like, hey, like, let's get better. Who are you buddies with that most people would be surprised by? Buddies with not buddies, uh, but like, I don't know. Well, I mean. Me and me and camera go way back. Yeah, but that's not like a surprise. Like, oh, I'm surprised yeah. you guys are friends. Cause it's yeah, I don't, both PA I don't know. Boys. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I stick to my PA guys for the most part. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty friendly with a lot of wrestlers. I don't know. Yeah, who was I? I, remember... I, don't, really, I don't really dislike people. Yeah. I try not to. One more college wrestling thing I want to talk about. Let's do it. The, the scoring in penalty points yeah it, crazy it, so i saw doug schwab got deducted a team point last night for wearing a full zip on the bench yeah you should be able to well, i don't understand that what what is the penalty i i don't like dress code violation like you like you have to wear like dress clothes you can't wear like got it yeah i don't know like you can't even wear jeans or anything like that um i think it's kind of stupid because, you know, you see football coaches, you can't wear a hat or anything if you're coaching in a corner. I can't. I looked at it quickly, but I thought he was wearing a dress shirt and he was just wearing it over it. Like, I'm cold. Yeah. Let me throw this on. It didn't seem yeah. like he was just. No, yeah, you can't even do that. You could do like a quarter zip, I think, but I don't think you can do like a full zip or like a sweatshirt or anything. Like, it's kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw the other one. I can't remember what duel it was, but I want to say it was Nebraska maybe last week. Why are my dogs going nuts? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I don't know if someone's here. I, I think Nebraska got deducted a team point last week for throwing headgear, and it wasn't. Yeah. And that seems like very subjective because after you win a match, like it's not like you're throwing it in a fit. It's not like you're throwing it at someone. It was like, he just took it off and he's got a lot of adrenaline. He just big match. It yeah. is, I think it's getting out of hand. I think so too. And you know, other sports, what other sport do they deduct team points? None. And I, we were talking, we were actually talking about this at practice like yesterday and um, just the whole headgear throw and everything like yeah. that. And I go to, I'm like, Kyle was there and I was like, yeah, didn't you get a team point taken at nationals? He was like, yeah, I tossed my headgear to someone in the stands and I took a point after like after he won. I was like, that's crazy. 
I remember when Bo beat Miles. That was it was the same year. Yeah. Yeah. He threw year. his headgear. I remember Cal goes, What are you doing? Don't 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 do that. Yeah. No, they he got a point taken too. They yeah. Both got, so I remember, he, like I remember Cal went instantly from like celebrating to like, no, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. Don't throw that. <laughs> yeah, because that uh that team title could have been in jeopardy a little bit. <laughs> that these I think they need to take the ability to take away points like that out of the ref's hands. I think I don't so, know too. what the first of all, the penalty is stupid. It needs to go. I don't know what the answer is to how you change it. I don't know either. You can't it can't be a 15 yard penalty for right. excessive celebration. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. You got to do something, but I don't think taking team points is the answer. No, see, it is interesting. Like, 15 yards for football, right? Like, what's the equivalent of that? Like, they wouldn't take a... You can't give it, you can't give a technical and give a free throw, right? Right. Like, like there's got to be wrestling equipment equivalent. They don't know what it is, but you can't just... Imagine, like, winning field goal, and then you get a point taken away. Other nope. team drives down and gets a field goal, <laughs> wins by one. <laughs> yeah, because... Because you uh, took your helmet off on the field. And NFL like fans would revolt. And Goodell's just a, a goner. So if Goodell doesn't have rules like that, there's no reason that in the NCAA, especially in wrestling. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's people who can think of something better than we can, I'm sure. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening, tweet this, tweet us. Yeah, Let us know what you think. Like, <laughs> yeah, give us some real suggestions. Maybe we'll toss it off to the NCA, see what they think. There was somebody who was actually, I don't know if he was, he's on some committee, he was tweeting out, like, what do you guys think of rule changes or what exciting rule changes do you want to see in folk style? I don't know who three he was. Take, three, point, three point takedowns and feet to backs for sure. Yeah, I like that. I'd also, I'd also be in favor of a push out rule in folk style. No, I don't want to push out. Mm-mm. I think it would make it more interesting from a fan standpoint. I think so, too. But I I think <laughs> that they should just get more consistent with the edge stalling rules and folk style as opposed to a push out. I think if they enforce the edge stalling rules like a- appropriately, then they could be very effective. Yeah, it's so nobody understands it. Like we talked about right after the Gilman Gross match. Like, yeah, that's like, and that's freestyle. That's even different. Right. Being grounded and stuff like that. That's. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that ever. Typically, I mean, whether you're grounded or you're up, uh, I think it's just based off the ref. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree. Curious. Also, I saw some very spotty like. Back point like calls and such over the weekend from college wrestling. Um I don't know. It's just like very, it was just very inconsistent. I saw so many tweets. I've been like completely off the grid working on this house. But when I like yeah. open up Twitter, that's what I see so much of. It's yeah. just complaints. And there's always complaints about the refs. But this year it's like more than ever. Oh, they're probably just as rusty as the wrestlers. You think that's what it is, though? They, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like, what else can it be? It's not like they, it's not like the referees just all of a sudden got worse unless they're doing, unless they're new guys or something. But if you're a referee and you're rusty, you should watch a match and try to score it. Like you, you can just like put on a match and just score it in real time. 
and see if you agree, disagree. Like, I feel like you it's, can do things hey, to keep up on the rules. Refing's hard. Yeah, it's not easy. I Re- remember doing it like a couple times in high school. Yeah. Like, I think you guys do it too, right? Or you do yeah, it we've, at Penn we've State? Had, like, we've had to do it for camps and stuff for years. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Like, I don't, no, I don't not. enjoy doing it. That was my first my first thing about commentating or asking live questions because all I do is like say how stupid so many questions are and now yeah. I got to do it and I'm sitting there. And it's like, and, and that was, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. <laughs> right. And you're like telling yourself, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Which you always <laughs> mock and make fun of. Don't do it. I 100% though, if I were you would have like first, first interviewed like, Hey, you got some time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get nervous Shout for a lot Mike of stuff. Mal. But that was like a, it was something so new and everybody was like, you're going to kill it. You're going to kill it. You're going to kill it. I'm like, but what if I don't? What if <laughs> like, I don't? So whenever I did the commentary for our December match, that's kind of how yeah. I felt. Also, everyone's like, oh, you're going to do great. I'm like, not a ton. Probably not. And, and I, think I, I, did, I think I did a pretty good job. I obviously I didn't listen to you. I mean, I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. And <laughs> It, I think it went good in retrospect. It was just, it was very stressful sitting there through each match. You couldn't even like, I couldn't really enjoy the match because you're, you're thinking of storylines. You're thinking of what's the most interesting question to either make the wrestler give a good answer or to get the fans something out of it. Cause I know when I hear these interviews where it's just, you know, the NCAA ones are, are usually like that where it's like, you're, you're so excited for the wrestler. And instead of, unless it's like a bow nickel, that's what we do type thing. So many of them, it's just like, <sighs> and they're like asking more and more. Like, I didn't want to do that. Like I was trying to tell these guys beforehand, like take a minute and breathe. We got like 10, 15 seconds before you have to talk. Yeah. Like NCAAs, you walk off the mat and like dudes right in your face. And he's like, what were you thinking while you were wrestling? And you're like, <sighs> I was thinking about, <laughs> Re- wrestling i was thinking about um not being tired and just pushing through yeah I, those those interviews are always kind of funny and i didn't want to be huffing on and that, puffing. yeah and i didn't want to be on that side of it specifically i didn't want to and then i i think it came out good it was just it was very stressful to watch those matches and try to and like i said then when you're invested in it too like your match and I'm like preparing for both sides. Like, you know, it's, and then I'd say the most exciting match was the two women that wrestled. And that was a good match. Awesome match. But the woman who won spoke very, very little English, but I was super excited because similar to, I think Jane Valencia has a young daughter, right? Mm -hmm. So this girl has a daughter and I'm like, that match opened up the crowd. Everybody was so excited after that match. And I was asking her, like, how much did it mean to you to to be able to put on a show like this and train when you have a young daughter watching you? Like, you're showing your daughter anything's possible. And I don't think she fully understood me. She was just like training twice a day. Everything's going good on the path to the Olympics or whatever she said. And I'm just like, oh, there's so much here. Hey, but that was my first language barrier issue. (laughs) That's going to happen. I mean, hey, you keep doing more interviews. You're going to get a lot more of those. Right. That's not a bad thing. All right. Um, I'm going to shift topic a little bit. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Who you got? I saw a good meme that showed somebody putting hot sauce in their eye 
rather than watching Brady and Mahomes as a Bills fan because you got Brady who, like, the Bills fans... Can't you just appreciate the greatness? No, no, not with these two quarterbacks. Normally I can. Normally I can. This year, I think especially for Bills, like, I don't know who to root for. I don't really want to root for... I'm rooting for a great game. I can't root for the Chiefs, not if they beat the Bills. It's very hard to root for Brady because the guy just wins every freaking time. And as a Bills fan, he's he root stopped. for Penn State wrestling. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that that's different in the sense that for me, being in football, I'm a Bills fan. Brady's like being a Penn State fan, but you got to factor in the Bills. That'd be like if I'm an Iowa fan or I'm somebody else rooting for Penn State. If it wasn't for the, if it like I'm a Steelers fan and like I have a ton of respect for Brady and Mahomes, like I, I think. So who are you rooting for? I gotta look at the sports book and see what the lines tell me. I was literally just typing that in. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta look at, I gotta look at the lines. Um, Let me see. Shoot, I don't know. I, I want to see a shootout. I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game. I do want to see a good game. Um, it looks. I would. I would like to see like a game winning drive by Mahomes. And then he just takes over. If it's a, it. if it's a game winning drive, I'd rather be Brady. I'd rather Mahomes win a game winning drive and then like so many people I think mock Tom Brady. Yeah, he's awesome. Like he's so good though and he's just like he's so disciplined. Like he could play few, like he can keep playing for as long as he wants at this point. Like he takes such good care of himself. So Tampa Bay, oh, Chiefs are minus three. That's what I thought. Chiefs minus three over under 55 and a half. Brady, I think I'm gonna gonna go all Chiefs. Brady team Tampa Bay team points over under 27. Kansas City team points over under 30. That's pretty good. I just I just like that after AFC championship game. There, um, all the Chiefs were still on the field. They were doing interviews and stuff, and they were asking Mahomes about uh, Super Bowl, and he said, "We're just gonna go be ourselves out there and go let it rip." And I loved it. So, did you see Stefan Diggs standing watching that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the little that got me right here <laughs> with Sean McDermott hugging him, and yeah. I love McDermott. McDermott's the man. He's great. If you he, haven't listened to Sean McDermott, he was on this podcast mm-hmm. last year, and that was. I was giddy for that conversation. Like giddy. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing a fantastic job too. He is. I, I think between him and Josh Allen, the Bills futures is bright. Oh yeah. I mean, they have a bunch of great weapons too. Uh, talking football on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, I mean, that's anything it's, goes. It's coffee talk. That's what happens when you drink it's coffee. coffee. It's coffee talk. Sure. I just finished mine actually. So like. So did I. Dang. Ooh, is that the mug? No. This is just oh. an espresso cup. Yeah, but, I, I was about to say your hands are huge. If that's the <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough, I did just see on my camera a FedEx package when the dogs were barking ten minutes ago. I think it was the mugs. Nice. I can't wait to see those. Get a little visual. Hopefully, next time we do this. Actually, not hopefully. Next time we do this, I'll definitely be drinking out of one of them. Yeah, we have to. And, and if you if you haven't bought a coffee talk mug yet, go to bashmedia.com slash shop. Buy a coffee talk shirt. Buy a mug. It's 
support mm. the podcast. With with that being said, also, I do need to make a statement. Um, I will be taking a short break from the week. I'm going to edit in booze. <laughs> yeah, you can edit it. You can edit in all the booze you want. But I'm I'm going to pop in every once in a while. Um, I just need a little more focus on my wrestling rather than, you know, being a fan and just analyzing it. So um, I think it was be most beneficial for me if I take a little break from this until at least after the trials and then you know maybe pop on once a month or something like that drink a lot of coffee you know yeah and I I think that's you know people listening have to understand too that you're in the prime quest right now for an Olympic and world title and especially in these couple months when you're focused and training and you have all these events coming up like you're going to compete in at least one match, an LWC card, last chance qualifier, Olympic trials. And doing this podcast takes a lot of work. It's a lot of mental prep. It's a lot of coordinating different guests. It's a lot of paying attention right. to stuff so that you can paying attention to something as a fan and then paying attention sometimes to have a dialogue about it are two different things. Sometimes different. they go sometimes. Yeah. yeah, sometimes they do go hand in hand. But in order to have a conversation like this, it takes preparing for the other person's opinion. It takes a lot of planning. So I get it. Like even last week, that's why there was no episode. I had to go to and from Philly and we got everything going on with the house. The minute we got back last week from Philly, we, I literally had a guy here that with a big box truck waiting to move appliances. Like I got back at 1115. All gas, no break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just full go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, I'm going to shoot for at least one episode of Bashmania a week. It does get tricky this time of year because this is a podcast based around the best wrestlers in the world. And as people are preparing for the biggest matches of their career, a lot of times it's like head down time to focus. So hopefully I can catch some people um, after events. And hopefully if there's times where there's guests and Chenzo can hop on for some coffee talk, but I mean, the next couple of months, the focus has to be the Olympic trials. So coffee talks, not going anywhere, but for those of you who actually, I think, I think I'm going to focus on building my brand the next few months and you know, I'll worry about the wrestling part will take care of itself. I love to hear it. <laughs> so I know a lot of you love coffee talk. I love some of the reviews. By the way, if you haven't left a review on Apple, there's some dirt bags who leave a one star review. I don't know why they, they never leave a comment. It's no, just like, I'm going to be a dick. Hey, if you have a one star review, tell me how you feel. Maybe it's something Correct. We can work. It's something we can work on. You know, oh, we're, I, we're two very open minded guys. They're right. know, open to criticism. Right. If you leave a one star review. Tell us why. Yeah, and I love the honesty. Like there was a review a couple days ago. I think the most recent one was a guy who said, "I'm gonna pull it up." I didn't listen to this until Chenzo joined, but now I look forward to this every week. From you, the username. But like, but that's great. You know, I, I love those. So the more feedback, if you guys haven't left the review, go leave a review. We need to get rid of those one stars with no feedback, but. You know, I know like last, not last week, the week before we had two episodes of Coffee Talk back to back. I have the most fun doing that. The, mm-hmm. the episode with us and Sarah on, I think, was, was maybe great. my favorite yet. So I'm, I'm excited for more. Um, Bash Mania is not going anywhere. So make sure to subscribe, buy some Coffee Talk merch. Heck also, yeah. I think 
the more people tag you in Coffee Talk merch post, the more excitement you'll have to want to do more episodes. So if you want Chenzo to do more episodes, tag him. <laughs> Let's see if that works. And, and buy more merch. Yeah, buy more. <laughs> yeah, merch. Definitely. Like, guys, think about this. Chenzo's competing and he's in a quest to win an Olympic gold. That takes a lot of focus. That takes a lot of discipline. He also has to fund all of that. NLWC helps doing matches helps, but he has to fund that. So if you're a fan of the show, like even if you here's an idea, even if you don't want the shirt, buy Just one, buy one, Just buy and one. send it, send it to someone or, or, or tell us to pick someone and we'll send it. So if you buy a shirt and you don't want it, that's fine. Just buy it and write a note like I bought one, send it to somebody <laughs> you want. <laughs> yeah. That De- definitely do that. Like as many shirts as you want to buy to send to people is cool. Like yeah. mugs too. Mugs too. Yeah. If you want to buy like a dozen mugs and just send them to your friends, you know. Right. Good, and good little uh good little gift. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know some people were asking for coffee talk travel mugs. So we're gonna see how these mugs do. And once we get through these, we'll probably start working through that. But yeah, support the show, support Chenzo. Follow Appreciate me. It. Don't follow him. <laughs> no, you, can, you, can, you can follow me. It's okay. All right. I'm, I'm all right with it now. Follow Chenzo. He's posting more. If you haven't mm-hmm. noticed, he's posting pre-match photos, post-match <sighs> photos. He's posting we're doing photos. The, we're doing the whole shebang now. I love it. Any final words for episode 100? Um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to miss doing this every week for sure. Um, yeah, I like I like doing the show. Um, I'm not gonna I'm, try to distract you, but I'm gonna try to say like, dude, so and so wants to come on this weekend. Do you want to hop on for this episode? <laughs> and it's I I think that like what we were talking about too, like not just like watching wrestling, but watching wrestling to discuss it. Like, yeah, it's different. I've been like focused, like analyzing matches just so that yeah. like whenever it comes up, I can talk about pretty much whatever. And that's just too much for me right now. I gotta I gotta yeah. worry about my own wrestling. Yeah, it's Man. it's a lot. It's a I encourage people to start a podcast. I think it's a great thing to grow a brand. I think if you if you do mortgages for a living, I think you should have a podcast on something you love and you can work in selling mortgages like podcasting is great, but it is a lot of work. It is not just turn on a mic. There's editing involved. There's production. There's graphics. There's promotion. There's so much that goes into it. There's criticism, there's fan engagement, there's responding to people. There's a lot. So it definitely takes. And as I move right now and as I'm doing so much, I'm being like my commitment is being tested, but I won't be defeated. It really. Yeah. That, and hey, that's that's how I felt, too. After my match last week, I was like, my commitment's just being tested right now. Yeah. So just right back on the horse. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. That's episode 100. Be sure to subscribe. Follow follow us on Rockfin, but subscribe to the NLWC. So subscribe yes. to the NLWC and then follow Bash I want NLWC to get the main the main vig. We appreciate that. Awesome. We, all right. See you guys. Okay, take care. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at Justin J. Bash on Twitter. And the beat goes on.